Good morning, Destiny family. I am actually away in New Mexico with a ministry team from our church bringing a weekend of ministry there. You're in great hands. Haley is going to be speaking today a message on what it is to really be chosen by God. Before I introduce her and turn her loose, I just want to say, listen, if you did not hear last Sunday's message, then I want to ask you to please purpose to go online and watch that message at destinychristian.com. I, I haven't asked this before, but it's really important that you capture the very foundational ideas that we're trying to build on in these few weeks we have to learn about our relationship with the Holy Spirit. This coming Sunday, one week from today, I'm going to be sharing about a ministry that actually is now interfacing with the FBI because the Holy Spirit has given them so many words of knowledge as the gifts are being awakened in these Christians who are praying for abducted children. They've had words of knowledge about license plates that they would run and actually find the captors of these children, uh, home addresses where they would go and find children that had been abducted. God is on the move, and we need to be pursuing more of what God has in store for our generation. And so I'm going to talk about that this coming Sunday. But I, again, I want to ask you to watch last Sunday's message. And on the blog this week, there are two videos that I want to ask you to watch, if at all possible. There's another message that I did a several, several years ago about the Holy Spirit. And there's also a, a video where there's this interview with individuals in the 70s who actually were alive and attending the Azusa Street Revival, which I spoke about last week. It's just fascinating to hear what an outpouring of God looks like in the world that you and I live. And you and I are supposed to be a part of raising up our sons and daughters to prophesy, I believe, hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in their everyday lives for our generation, equipping them in the next generation. Very excited about this season. I know God is doing some amazing, amazing things. This morning, it's a very significant word Haley is bringing about being chosen by God. So would you please help me welcome with a great applause of appreciation, Haley and her ministry this morning in our Destiny family. Good morning, everybody. And as Pastor said, my name is Haley Bowen, and I'm so thankful to be here today. But I just want to say I'm so thankful for our pastors, Lawrence and Tracy, what they bring out when they go and minister and also what they bring back. So I hope to see you all next week because I know pastors is going to bring straight fire, and I can't wait. And I just want to encourage you again to make sure, even if you were here last week, or if you weren't to go back to destinychristian.com and watch the video from last week. In this series, Ghost Stories, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, and we are just diving in, and it was so good and so challenging. But um, also, I know Pastor Tracy and Lawrence will watch us later, so I just want to say we love and appreciate you, and thank you for giving me this opportunity to stand on this platform. Um, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this wonderful morning, God. Thank you for each and every person who walked into this building I know they were here for a reason and for a purpose, Lord. I just pray, God, that you speak through me in a mighty way, Lord, and use me as a vessel, Father. It's not about me. It's about what you want to do through me, God. And I pray that the people open up their hearts and their ears to you, to what you have to say, because I feel like there's something specific for each and every person this morning. So I just pray that they listen to you. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. If you just want to pass your book down and make sure that you get out your note cards so you can fill in your blanks. Um, 
I just wanted to start by asking you a question this morning. How many of you here feel like you are underqualified in what God has called you to do? Or maybe you've ever felt in the past like you have been underqualified in what God has called you to do. Anyone? I can tell you, right? That's pretty much everyone. I can raise both hands. I have always struggled with that, a feeling like I'm not qualified, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not smart enough. And for the longest time, I was so afraid of failing God and failing others that I just didn't try. I thought, well, if, you know, I don't know if you're like this, but I'm like, okay, if I don't try, I don't fail. Which in all actuality, I was failing myself. You have to be able to step out of your comfort zone. You have to be able to be willing to fail. How do you know none of us have this all figured out, right? No one is perfect. You might think, oh, I'm close to perfect. No, <laughs> no one is perfect. And we can all learn from one another. We all make mistakes. We all fail. And we can grow from our failures and our mistakes. We can learn from them. So we have to be willing to try. We can just not, just not do anything about it. And for the longest time, I let these fears of failing God, these fears of failing other, these fears of feeling underqualified, of not feeling worthy, hold me captive in who God has called me to be. I don't know if you're out there this morning, you're like, I have felt that. I have let my fears hold me captive and hold me back from the calling of God. Well, I want you to know this morning that you are chosen. God has chosen each and every one of you. And I'm going to say this over and over again. You might be like, what is this woman talking about? Chosen? Do you know how old I am or how young I am? Do you know where I've been or what I've done? God didn't choose me. I'm not worthy of his love. But I want to say it because I don't want you to leave these doors without knowing that God has chosen you. And I don't want you to just hear it. I want you to believe it. And I want you to receive it so you can walk out those doors in a strong confidence in who God has called you to be. And that is his child. And it says in 1 Peter 2.9, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. How many people here this morning, God has called you out of a dark situation? God has rescued you from your past. And he's called you out of that dark past. I don't know about you, but God rescued me about seven, eight years ago. I was in a dark place, a very dark place, and I was going down the wrong path. But God rescued me out of that, and he told me, you are chosen. You are called for more. You just need to follow me, and you need to trust in me. Stop listening to the voices of others and listen to me. So let's say that together this morning. I am chosen. Let's say that together. I am chosen. We are going to walk out here knowing that we are chosen. And God chose, this is your first blank, each and every one of you, and he qualifies you. He qualifies you. It's not others who qualifies you. It's not your job that qualifies you. It's not your gifts or your talents that qualify you. 
It's God who qualifies you. Like I said, none of us have it figured out. None of us are qualified, but he is the one who, make us quali- who makes us qualified. But I feel like sometimes we're so worried about what others think or try to seek that validation of others that we put their opinions over God's opinions. And uh, there's three main points that I want to bring this morning, and it's just crazy how it aligns with this message because Pastor asked me about four or five years ago to write um, my life message down and to bring three points. And I haven't spoken over it since, and God just brought it to light and it aligned perfectly with this message. And these three points are step out, step on, and step up. And the first one I want to talk to you about today is step out. You have to take that initial step. When you receive Christ into your life, you have to take that initial step into walking to his calling. It's scary. You know, like I said, I was talking about the fear of failing. It's scary to take that initial step, but you have to. And for the longest time, I was too afraid to take the initial step and know what God wanted me to do because I was letting the words that were spoken over me as a child hold me back. Something that was spoken over me as a child. And honestly, I didn't even want to share this this morning because I was like, God, this is uncomfortable. Like, this is something I just keep to myself. He's like, uh, no, I want you to share it. I'm like, okay. But God likes us to be uncomfortable, amen. And um, he's like, I feel like someone needs to hear this this morning. But as a child, I honestly couldn't even tell you who said this. But someone told me that I was stupid when I was younger. And for the longest time, even to this day, I struggle with that. I hold that. That word that someone spoke over me. They're like, you're stupid or you're not good enough. So I was like, okay. And I did. I struggled with test anxiety. I don't know if people are out there. I had a test anxiety. Like I could read the whole book. So I could read a book and verbally I could tell you anything and everything about that book. But then if you put that on paper, I would question, I'd clam up. I'd question myself. I'd start getting anxiety. I'm like, oh no. I'm like, I just... I know everything. I know the answers. But then I'm like, oh, no, someone said I'm stupid. So maybe I am. I'm struggling. And then all of a sudden, you know, I would just freeze. And my mom, my brothers and sisters, they didn't struggle with this. So I did. I started to believe, well, maybe I am just not smart. Maybe there is something wrong with me. We are all unique. We all learn different. We all have different gifts and talents. And I just had to learn at a young age, I just have to study harder. I just have to try harder. And maybe you're out there, you're like, you're that kind of person because this is how my brothers and sisters were, where you just can walk in, you barely have to study to a te- for a test, but you're good, you ace it. Not fair. That's all I have to say. I used to get so mad at them. I'm like, why? This is not fair. I just had to try a little bit harder. And I never told this to people. I didn't really tell my friends. I didn't tell my teachers because I had great grades go- growing up. I got a scholarship for good grades, but it's because I just... I had to try a little bit harder. I had to learn that I am a kinesthetic learner. I'm very hands-on. And I also process things verbally. And I, even like with my messages, I have to say it out loud before I even write it down. But for the longest time, I just thought, well, I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough. And I was letting those words silence my voice. And God did give me a gift, and that was acting. 
I fell in love with theater when I was a kid. It was my passion, and it's still a part of me, and it's still one of my passions. But I loved being a different character. I loved being able to play somebody else because you know what? It wasn't me. I secretly thought, well, you know, no one wants to listen to me. They won't take me seriously. So if I play this character, they'll listen to them. I love Shakespeare. And I was like, okay, if I play these intelligent characters, oh, they'll listen to them because it's not truly me. I was like, they don't want to listen to my voice. And I didn't know that I was using my gift as a mask to hide behind. I want you all to hear this this morning. I was using my gift as a mask to hide behind. Maybe some of you are this morning are using, God gives us different gifts and talents, but maybe you're using your gift as a mask we hide behind because you think, I can only do this one thing. I can't do anything else. But God has said, no, I have called you for more, so stop hiding behind that. Your voice should not be silenced any longer. I have more for you. And it wasn't until a professor actually called something out of me. And he wasn't a Christian or anything, but it was my speech professor. Um, it was around finals. And he said, Haley, I see you speaking in public forums. And I'm like, thanks. I, okay, yeah, theater, you know, playing somebody else. Sure. I didn't realize back then that it was God giving me a sign because I was so focused on one area. Because I was afraid to take that initial step. And this made me think of the story of Gideon. How many of you know about the story of Gideon? Gideon was afraid to take that initial step. Gideon was the one who questioned God on multiple occasions. He's like, okay, God, I need a sign. God gave him a sign. And then he's like, okay, God, I need another sign. Okay? Then he's like, okay, God, I need another sign. How many of you are like that? You're like, God, you give me a miracle. Okay, I need another one. Like, right now, I need this sign. You've given me this vision. Now I need another one. Like, right now, Lord. Well, that was Gideon. And it says, we're going to read in Judges 6:11. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree of Oprah. Not Oprah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> me and Chris. It's all your fault, Chris. We were going over this morning. I knew I'd say Oprah. <laughs> Oh, for if, whatever. Anyways, you know. Which belonged to Joash, the clan of Evazir. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of the winepress to hide the grain from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Sir Gideon replied, If the Lord is with us, why has all of this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us up out of Egypt? But now, Lord, but now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites? Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. But Lord Gideon replied, How can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest of the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least of my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you will destroy the Midianites as if you are fighting against one man. Gideon replied, if you are truly going to help me, show me a sign to prove that this is really the Lord speaking to me. Don't go away until I come back and bring my offering to you. He answered, I will stay here until you return. Gideon, or God chose Gideon 
even when he didn't feel worthy. That didn't mean he wasn't chosen. He still chose him to be the leader, even when Gideon questioned him. And when it was saying, it's like, God, you know, what about these miracles that you're talking about, that our ancestors were talking about? How maybe God has given you a miracle in the past, and now you're like, God, but you know what I'm facing right now? Do you know this battle I'm facing right now? Where is my miracle? This is a year of flourishing. Why is this person getting their miracle? Or why is this person getting this? Where am I at, God? Did you forget about me? The Lord said, I am with you. And he said, I am sending you. He is sending you. But you have to go with the strength that you have. And maybe right now you say, I don't have any strength. I can't take that initial step because if I take one other step, I'm going to fall completely forward because I have nothing left. I have nothing left to give. But God says, I am with you and I will give you the strength that you need to move forward in all I've called you to do. But you just have to be able to go. You have to be willing to take that step because I am sending you. And I will be with you. And this brings me to my second point. Step on. Other people's opinions don't have to be your reality. Someone needs to hear this this morning. Other people's opinions don't have to be your reality. We let the opinions of others consume our everyday lives. I let the opinion of someone when I was a child consume me. And sometimes to this day, I still struggle with that. It's not about what others say. It's about what God say. And God said, you are chosen. You are worthy of his love. You have a plan and you have a purpose. But you have to believe that. He has called you for more. He's not called you to step on. That means you took the initial step. Now it's time to move forward, to move on. Move on from your past because your past is in this past. Stop going back to your past. Stop going back to the lies that other people have spoken over you. That is no longer true. Those are the lies of the enemy. God has said, I called you to lift your head up high and to walk in a strong confidence because I am going to give you the strength that you need. So it's time to move forward in all he's called you to do. And like I said, it's easy to let the opinions of others just consume us. And that's what I did for the longest time. I am a people pleaser. And I'm like always just wanting people to be pleased. But you know what? You can't please everybody. And when you step into God's calling, there are going to be people who are for you. And there are going to be people who are against you. There are going to be people who are fighting that battle with you, arm in arm. And there are going to be people that are going to say things about you, that are going to come against you. They're like, I know what you did in your past. Like, who are you, this Christian? They're going to try to bring you down because that is the lies of the enemy. And I, this morning, I don't know, but God, or the devil did not want me to share this message this morning. And for like a month now, he has been t- attacking me in any way he could. And I don't know if y'all have been struggling spiritually, but there has been a spiritual attack. And I'm like, some of you today need to look the devil in the eye and say, not today, Satan, because I am chosen, I am worthy, and I am called for more, so I'm no longer going to listen to your lies. You will not bring me down. I'm going to step on and move forward in all God has called me to do. First Thessalonians 
1.4. For we know, brothers and sisters, loved by God, that he has chosen you. Like I said, I'm just going to keep on saying this because you need to hear this. He has chosen you. In Judges 7, it says, So Gideon and his army got up early and went as far as the spring of Herod. The armies of the Midian were camped north of them in the valley near the um, hill of Moray. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many warriors with you. I'm like, I don't know about you, but I'm a chicken. And if I was in a battle, like, I could not do it by myself. Like, uh, Lord, first off, Gideon in the beginning was like, I am the weakest, our clan is, we are the weakest, like, and I am the least. And now he's like, you have too many warriors. How many of you know, you're like, okay, I stepped out and I took that initial step. I started moving forward, forward and now all this stuff starts coming your way. And you're like, okay, God, I'm trying to walk in faith here. I'm trying my best. Well, he's like, you have too many warriors. Therefore, and he says, if I let all of you fight the Midianites, the Israelites will boast to me that they saved themselves by their own strength. Therefore, tell the people, whoever is timid or afraid may leave this mountain and go home. So 22,000 of them went home. That's a lot. And leaving only 10,000 who were willing to fight. So from 22,000 that went home, now 10,000. I'm like, Okay, God, walking in faith here, trying. And he said, but the Lord told Gideon, there are still too many. Like, what? There are still too many. Bring them down to the spring, and I will test them to determine who will go with you and who will not. When Gideon took his warriors down to the water, the Lord told him, divide the men into two groups. In one group, put all those who cupped the water in their hands and lap it with their tongues like dogs. In the other group, put all those who kneel down and drink with their mouths in the stream. Only 300 of the men drank from their hands, and all the others got down on their knees and drank with their mouths in the stream. Only 300. And then it said, the Lord told Gideon, with these 300 men, I will rescue you and give you victory over the Midianites. Send all the others home. So Gideon collected the provisions and ram's horns of the other's warriors and sent them home. But he kept the 300 men. He's like, you didn't need the 22,000. You didn't need the 10,000. You have these 300 men who I have with you who will fight that battle with you. Just trust me. Trust me. And walk in that confidence. Just believe me. How many of you like to have control over your life? Like maybe you're like a control freak or you're afraid of, you know, like, like okay, God, I'm going to give you my 10-year, my 20-year, my 30-year plan, and there's going to be no bumps in the road, and you're just going to listen to me, okay? Here you go. And God's like, no. I need you to surrender that control. It's scary. It's uncomforting to let go of that control. He's like, just trust me. And it said, the Midianite camp was in the valley just below Gideon. That night the Lord said, get up, go down into the Midianite camp, for I have given you victory over them. Get up, for I have given you victory over them. But if you are afraid to attack, 
Go down to the camp with your servant, Peru. Listen to what the Midianites are saying, and you will be greatly encouraged. Then you'll be eager to attack. The Lord's telling Gideon, get up. Rise up. I chose you to be the leader, so I need you to fight this battle like you're a leader. I don't need you to go in there afraid. I need you to fight this battle like you have already won because I told you you have already won. There's some of you that are fighting a battle right now, and you need to go into that battle knowing that God has given you victory over that battle, even if you don't see it right now. You have already won, but you have to go into the battle believing that, which this brings me to my third point. Step up. When you step up, you step into God's blessing. God has called us to step up in all he's called us to do. He just wants us to rise up. You took that initial step. You took that initial step. You stepped out of your comfort zone. Then you started to move forward in all he's called you to do. Now it's time to rise up and be confident and walk Walk in strength and a confidence knowing that you are chosen by him. God has called us for more than this life. Right now, more than ever, this world needs us. So we have to stop doubting God. We have to stop questioning God because they need us. If we don't step up, who is? So it's time as Christians and as a family of this church to step up in all he's called us to do. Stop questioning him. Stop saying, maybe I'll do it later. Okay, God, I know you gave me this vision and you told me that I need to do this, but, you know, maybe next year. Maybe next year. No, he's called you to do it now, and he wants you to step up now. It said, when Gideon heard the dream and its interpretations, he bowed and worshiped before the Lord. Then he returned to the Israelite camp and shouted, Get up, for the Lord has given you victory over the Midianite hordes. You know, in the beginning, the Lord told Gideon to get up, for I have given you the victory. And after that, now Gideon's the one who's telling his team, Get up, for God has given us the victory. Maybe the Lord has told you to get up. Now it's time for you to go out and tell others, rise up. Step up in who God's called you to be, for he has given you the victory. He has given you the victory over that bad situation or that bad report. He has given you the victory over your financial situation. He has given the victory, given you the victory over your family situation. He has given you the victory over everything that you are facing, even if you don't believe that right now. But you just can't give up. Don't give up and don't give in. It's so easy to just surrender and say, I give up. I'm done. I can't step up, Lord. I don't have the strength. I can't step up into all you called me to be. Maybe it's just, this pastor can't do that. You know, I can't do that. You don't want to use me. He has chosen you. He wants to send you. So you just can't keep making excuse after excuse. Believe me, I'm the queen of excuses. But he wants you. That's why we are all designed so differently. Why we're so unique. Why we have so many different gifts and talents. Because he wants to use you specifically. And this made me think of a story about my son. And um, I have, if those of you don't know me, my husband, Sean, we have a one-year-old son, and his name is Kyle, hence why I have, do you, any of you know who this is? The young people probably don't. Gumby up here. 
um, if you didn't know little kids. It's Gumby. Um, but we have a one-year-old son, and I love him so much. And so if you're a mom or dad out there, I know we just celebrated Mother's Day, and we're soon going to celebrate Father's Day. But just if you're parents, I just want to tell you, you're awesome. Because, par- yes, give, you can give someone a high five if you're a parent. I don't know. Clap, give it a high. Yes. Parents are amazing. This uh, parenting gig is not for the weak. Uh, I love it with all my heart, and I love being the mom more than anything. It's honestly like whew, the greatest blessing. I'm that mom who I said, I'm not going to take 5,000 pictures of my kids. I'm that mom, and I'm proud of it, okay? Uh, but I just love my kids so much. But, you know, the spit up, the poop, you know, when they lovingly, like, slap you in the face, poke you in the eye, pull your hair, you know, all the things it's so worth it. It's not for the weak. But you know, as a parent, and even as a mother, like I said, it's so easy to compare yourself to other parents. Like, these parents are doing this, and I'm not doing this, but these are, you know, it's just comparison. We can always compare to others. And that's what um, Kyle, honestly, he didn't start walking, or not walk, he's not there yet. Uh, (laughs) He didn't start crawling until he was 11 months. And I remember I was like, I'm such a bad mom. What are these? We're going to make it. I was like to my husband, I was like, we're going to make it to his first birthday. And he's not even going to be walking. And all these parents are going to be like, oh, you held your kid too much. Or you did this or you did that. I'm like, they're all judging me. Like I was so worried that he wasn't even going to crawl. And I was like, you know, some parents, their moms are like, yeah, my kid was like crawling at four weeks and walking at six. Not really. But that's in your mind. I don't know. I feel like your mind plays tricks on you. You put all these, like, you know, crazy things in your head. And you're like, why am I not there yet? What am I doing wrong? Well, um, with crawling, this is what, so Kyle, he was just, he had a, you know, we all learn differently. We're all in different places. And he struggled with crawling. But, you know, as parents, it's our obligation to not just encourage him, but to challenge him as well. So um, we would have to challenge him every single day. You know, it starts from when you're younger. They do, like, tummy time. And then you just start giving them new challenges. And so this kid, I'm about to show you an example. And if I fall or if I can't get back up, just call for help. Okay? Don't judge me. Well, anyways, so we would put a toy out in front of him. And uh, I don't know which way I want to do this. Sure. We would put a toy out in front of them, and we're like, okay. We were those parents, like, obnoxious, extra, extra. We're like, okay, you know you got this. Like, you can do this. Yes, you can. Like, like where you look so ridiculous, ri- ridiculous, but you're like, okay, you got this, you got this, you got this. We're like the biggest cheerleaders. But, um, and then he's on the floor, and he's like this. I might not get back up. I got this, Maybe. Okay, so we would put the toy, like, right in front of him. And we're like, okay, you can do this. And he's like, this kid, lazy, but I love him. He would try to do everything in his power to not crawl. So he would stretch out as far as he possibly could to see if he could reach the toy without moving, without actually moving. He's like, I got this. So he'd stretch out as far as he could, and he'd be like, Ugh! And we're such nice, loving parents, so we would move the toy even further. And he'd be like, ugh. And then he realized he could have to move just a little bit 
So we would try, and then it got a little tough. And all of a sudden, he would get frustrated and mad because it was tough. And he would do this. Ah! No joke. Every time we're like, what is wrong with you, kid? We're like, come on, you can do this. You know you got this. And he'd like move like a hair. He'd be like, and then he couldn't do it. And he's like, ah! he legit would just lay there. I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, he would just give up. He would stop fighting because it got difficult and it got tough. But as parents, just because it was tough, does that mean we stopped encouraging him, that we stopped challenging him? Like, okay, I know this is difficult, but you'll eventually learn it one day. No, we worked with him even harder. We encouraged him even more. We're like, you got this. Just keep crawling. Keep moving. And eventually he learned to crawl because we didn't give up on him. We didn't stop fighting for him. So that's the same with you. You can't give up on yourself. You can't stop fighting for yourself, even when things are difficult, because you have won the victory. God has given you victory, and he is sending you. He chose you. So don't stop fighting. And as parents, maybe you're, maybe you're just comparing yourself to everybody else. God, okay, I took that initial step. I did what you told me to do. I moved forward with my head held high. And now I'm trying to step up in all you called me to do. But I can't. So why am I facing this battle right now? I'm trying, Lord. I'm trying my best. But I can't. I have nothing left. That's why there's your church family and people here to stand beside you and to encourage you and to challenge you and to fight with you and to believe with you because you are not alone. We don't live this life alone because we have God with us. So as a church family, if you see someone who's in need, go and fight that battle with them. We are the giant killers of this generation. Young and old, we fight this battle together because God needs all of us. Not just me, not just pastor, not just the worship team. He needs you. So don't give up. Don't stop fighting. You have a plan. I know you hear this all the time, but you have a plan and you have a purpose. And there's a reason you are here on this earth. And we are memorizing Jeremiah 33.3, pastor's been challenging us, and this is actually our action point for this week as well. I'm still memorizing it. And it says, call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Call to him, and he will answer you. Some of you this morning just need to surrender to him. Some of you have some things you're dealing with that you just need to surrender to him. And he will answer you. I promise you. Maybe you're like, God, I, I don't hear him. I've tried. I don't hear him. Just keep trying. Just keep listening. I promise you, he will answer you. But it's time to get up. It's time to rise up and step up into all he's called us to do. It's time to fight that battle like we've already won. So I just want to ask all of you to stand this morning. <clears throat> Before we go into this worship song, I just want to pray because I feel like there's some of you who maybe are dealing with this. Maybe you feel like, God, 
I know this lady keeps saying that I'm chosen, but I don't believe it. I don't believe that I'm worthy of your love. Do you know what others have spoken over me? Do you know where I came from? I don't want you to walk out those doors without knowing how much your father loves you and that you are his child. Or maybe you're just like, God, right now I'm in the middle of the situation. I'm trying to step up. I'm trying to rise up. I'm trying to walk in faith and not fear, Lord. But I feel like I have nothing left to give. I feel like there's one attack after another and I'm completely depleted. I want you to walk out these doors in a strong confidence knowing that God is still on your side and he hasn't forgotten about you. He has not forgot about you. So if you're here this morning, maybe you're just struggling with feeling like you aren't chosen, you aren't worthy, or anything that I've said, Lord, I just wanna ask you to raise your hand because I wanna pray with you. And, and before we go into this worship song, thank you. God, I just pray for each and every, thank you. I just pray for each and every of these people who raised their hands, or even if they didn't, Lord. I just pray, God, that they don't leave this place without knowing how much you truly love them. I don't care the lies that people have spoken over them, God. I pray, Lord, that they squash that in the name of Jesus, that those chains are broken in the name of Jesus because the opinions of others doesn't matter, Lord. You say that we are worthy. You say that we are chosen. You say that we are your children. And we have a plan and a purpose and a calling. And we are called for more. So I pray, God, as we go into this worship song, that they know they are called for more, Lord. And that they step up in all you've called them to do. That they walk with their heads held high and a strong confidence, Father. In Jesus' mighty name.